We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome to the Miami Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. And with me today, we have our trash tweeter, Weird Alf himself, host of the WAP pregame show, Jack Wap. What's up? How's it going, man? Pretty good. Just built a uh, desk. Oh, and I, I, was it an Ikea desk? No, it was like knockoff Ikea, so even shittier. <laughs> it was yeah. like a knockoff Ikea. Nikki. It was very cheap. And it's Nikki probably is, no is that what you said, mind. Frankie? Yeah. Nikki is. Shout out to Duncan. Duncan. <laughs> uh, that voice you hear on the bottom uh, left hand corner of the screen is our 2K coach and Streambeat co founder, Frankie. Yo, WAP pregame show is a redundant. Uh, yeah, it is redundant. But I, I just didn't want to say host of the WAP because that no. may be confusing to no. people. Tell, tell like it is host of the WAP. That's what he is. <laughs> what they call um, me. I, People, <laughs> we have many some people, funny things. Many people. Cartalinia uh, in chat says, I was listening to Ira. Dude is the most depressing reporter ever. I'm here to change my mood. That's Listen, We I love Ira. Ira has a good sense of humor. Listen, I stand by Ira. I'm, a, I'm an Ira defender. Uh, <laughs> also joining us today, our guest. Listen, we got in a good one. We got in a, we got in a real professional to, to classy up this joint. The great. David Ramil of Locked On Heat and and Forbes and like other real publications. What's up, David? Neither professional nor great, so I don't know what to tell you. Like your listeners are in for some disappointment. I don't know. I, I you're, you're the great. I mean, you listen. You're a staple, David. You are a staple in this market. Wow. 
I guess it's been, I guess I'm just old or I've just been at this too long. I don't know how to take that. Is that yes, yes, okay. yes to both. All right, yeah. good. All right. Yeah, you're a staple. So we have David in. Uh, <laughs> if you are listening on the pod feed or on YouTube, I implore you to come on our Twitch chat, twitch.tv slash MIHeapy. We do all our podcasts live. Uh, if you follow us on Twitch, we, you will get notified when we go live. And it's fun. You can get here. Chat's always great. It's really interactive. It's super fun. And it's just something I want to encourage our audience to do more of. Uh, we also do our hangover time post-game show live after every single game. And that's on Twitch. And being there live is really fun. And the Weird Al pregame show, which Jack and Frankie host, that's fun. And you get that live. And that show gets weird. So you want to be there. That doesn't get posted anywhere. That doesn't get posted to YouTube or the Podbean. So if you miss it live, you it's just miss it. Enough. It's not, yeah. It, well, I mean, it just dates itself very quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it becomes irrelevant <laughs> within the last five minutes of the show. By the end of the yeah, show, like, yeah. it's already irrelevant. I mean, really, yeah, because we go up to tip off. So, like, really, like once, <laughs> once the game starts. So it's so check that out live on Twitch. And if you're listening on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, I, I hate to be the YouTuber that begs for subscriptions, but it helps so much. Listen, you have to help us beat the algorithm. And if you hit subscribe, that shit is great, and it really helps us. So uh, make sure to check us out on all those platforms. And if you're not listening on the pod and you want a little convenient listening, you know, check us out there. Uh, so that, that's it for my shilling. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, Alf in chat says Ramil won't show us his face because he's wanted in nine states. <laughs> <laughs> David, <laughs> David's ducking accountability. Uh, David, I want to I want to start with that Celtic game from yesterday. Whoa! Oh, look at that! Oh my God, David reveal oh. face reveal in your face, Alphonse Sydney. Let them wow let them fuckers come. I'm not scared of them bitches. Fuck Hawaii. Wow! That's look right. at this. What what an event here on my beat. Wow, that was unexpected. I just David here. I was crazy. <laughs> that is David. That is the biggest reveal ever made on our show. Well, I'm not gonna lie. That and the fact that Victor Oladipo wants to come to the Heat. That's true. Both by you. <laughs> you. You. You are. You are the author of both of those. Yeah. How did it feel, David? You. You were first on that. How did that feel when that finally happened? Unfulfilling as hell. I couldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't matter. And it's at least ninety percent of life. Heat fandom doesn't care either because he's not even playing and is not likely to come back anytime soon. And people on Twitter <laughs> are theorizing he's getting surgery. So hey. Shout out to another that, great Heat season. <laughs> uh, Mo Harkless has played more minutes than Victor Oladipo this season. Oh, that's oh, cold. God. Yeah, and by the way, I mean, the Heat looked to have lost that trade to Sacramento. That looked like the most shoo-in trade in NBA history. Uh, Mo Harkless is posterizing a dude every other game now. What the hell happened? I don't think you can say he, they lost that trade because there's zero chance Mo Harkless would have done that with, with them. Like, it was he, an act he... of mercy letting Mo Harkless away from Miami. <laughs> it was clearly ruining his life. <laughs> Alf says uh, Ramil looks like an old version of John Crotty. Wow. Now, Crotty's actually older than I am, so that's yeah. yeah, I was going to say. I was, <laughs> John Crotty's an old version of John Crotty. <laughs> uh, Shmeathan says Ramil is a zaddy, whatever that means. Uh, chat saying Heat Beat exclusive. They, uh, <laughs> Philly Heat says Ramil was one of the sons of anarchy from season four. Oh, I don't know. I've never watched any of them. Uh, that's not, yeah, probably I, not I don't think anybody here gets that reference, but I'm sure it's good. Alf says, I look exactly like how I sound. Yes, you sound really fat and out of breath all the time. Oh, singer. I love you. That was brutal, man. What I'm kidding. Fuck? Please, please, please don't quit. I'm, I'm just joking. Man, what is just that? I'm from hangover time. Please don't quit. I, I, I won't go on hangover time ever again. All right. So, David, let, let's talk a little heat. Okay. Um, they play the Celtics uh, on Sunday afternoon in what is the biggest game of their season. Yep. And they absolutely 
completely obliterate the Celtics in the first half. They posted like a 160 offensive rating or something. In the most important half of their season up to that point, they absolutely demolished and dominated. They they kind of did the heat thing where they blew a lead and it got a little too close. How do you how do you take that? Like how should we experience that? Should we be happy that they played so well for a half and or should we be more upset that they blew the lead? Like that that win kind of felt weird. To me and and I know this is quickly becoming my shtick is that uh, kind of staying even keeled like I don't get too high or too low about it to be honest with you uh, you know it was fantastic to watch that first half and yet that sense of dread was very realistic like everybody going into halftime was like oh great they're up 26 this isn't gonna fucking last and everybody knew it right and, and sure enough that's exactly how it panned out this is just how this team plays given the, the kind of lack of talent that they have uh, across the board they don't have the kind of overpowering scores that are just going to dominate for 48 minutes and given that you know that with the league and the three-point shot and everything else eventually they're going to lose that lead and sure enough they did but again yesterday's game did show off the benefit of having two realistic closers and jimmy butler and the guy that you can just say you know what we'll do enough in the first half they, i think the thing was that they got the contributions from the role players that they rarely do guys like ariza robinson had big first halves and then all of a sudden in the second half that's just enough of a cushion for jimmy to kind of take over and seal the deal like and i know that jimmy and bam had like three combined field goals in the first half but they were still do- i mean they dominated on offense like that's they're just built that they Making don't have passes playing the big plays for others yeah i thought the way that they were like really attacking mismatches on switches because Celtics was switching a little bit early and, and they were especially jimmy was pretty kind of uh very very quick to attack those mismatches and as soon as that help came he kind of swung the ball around. Um, somebody in chat says, uh, Heat Expert says, Ramil looks like a hitman. So I feel like this is going to be a theme for the rest of the show. <laughs> Frankie, I, I for one, love them attacking mismatches, and I feel like that's been more of a staple of their offense as of late. And I thought, really, that felt like the culmination of it because it wasn't just Bam posting up smalls, but it was like Jimmy. It was Ariza. They kind of... It, it feels like they are figuring out one of the things that, I guess, the thing that bogged down their offense the most. Yeah, and, and Goran's looked a little better at times, especially getting to the basket. Uh, look, looks a little livelier off the dribble. Uh, his step, it was hitting his step backs, and the, and we saw in the playoffs uh, how much his step back is a weapon, and uh, really unlocks things for Miami. Makes them uh, extremely difficult to guard. They're not just a catch and shoot three three team. They Jimmy Jimmy not being an off the dribble threat uh, from from three is is a hindrance. He's he's great downhill. He's great passer. Great in the post. Uh, but when Goran has that uh, live uh, becomes that three level scorer, that opens up everything for them. Uh, oh, especially please. with with him being a great play playmaker too. Uh, and we saw Tyler get, give give him a burst. You mentioned Ariza attacking the post. Ariza did most of his damage from two yesterday. Yeah, which, cuts, post yeah, ups, cuts, post ups. Uh, Ariza wreaking havoc in the in the passing lanes. Him him and Jimmy in the passing lanes is so fun to watch. Them just poking away and uh, creating Gordon, fast break opportunities for them. And uh, it, it it's that I feel like the, that's not talked about about enough. Them forcing turnovers, getting out to easy offense and transition, um, which wasn't a, a factor at all early in the season. They they weren't creating those opportunities, and and they had to do everything in the half court. Now, even even just twelve points in transition a game, well, what gives them a little bit more breathing room to to not have to rely solely on offense on in the half court. So, like, the turnovers are, like, they the trapping has been a lot more aggressive. It's been a lot more deliberate. 
they switch and I, I, I we're going to get into kind of Jimmy's defensive player of the year case and his defensive first team case, but this is going to kind of play into it. They have been really willing to switch Jimmy onto bigs. And when those bigs post up Jimmy, he's forcing turnovers. He's getting in front of the ball. He's jumping passing lanes. He's th- not just the traps, but just like the wreaking havoc everywhere else on the floor. And that's, I mean, their offense has been pretty good lately. It's, it's, it's kind of, it has some, it has some pep in its step. It's perked up. It's not like in the twenties, it's like closer to 10 than it is to 20. Right. So, I mean, it's kind of found some life, Jack. And I think part of that is a transition stuff. I think part of that is just the shooting is getting better naturally. But like, I thought yesterday against the Celtics was like a really good example of that first half, especially how everything that has gone right for Miami, like that's what they look at. That's what they look like optimally. And it's their offense and their defense kind of clicking in that way that synergizes. Yeah. And I do think it's a matter of like, it's as simple as just having Goron being relatively able-bodied and having Tyler Hero playing like himself a little bit. Like just, I think that much like elevates their offense significantly because otherwise they don't have weapons. The defensive comment's interesting because, yeah, I test Jimmy individually is a freak. Bam's obviously a freak, and they have guys like that who wreak havoc in passing lanes. And um, just Jimmy, no matter what, he's going to get a turnover, um, no matter, like, where the ball is. But I don't know how you square um, that idea of the defense fixing the offense when the defense has fallen off a cliff completely. Like, the defense is not good right now. But I, like, you don't think that they'll tighten that up? In the 20s, right? It's 24th. Uh, what, in, there's a Cooper Moorhead tweet. Um, yeah, no, they, they, their defense has slipped since their offense has gone. But I, I think that in the playoffs, you kind of you can tighten that up. That yeah. I'm not worried about. Because, like, I think the defensive energy, like, you know, when you kind of ratchet that up, when Jimmy's playing more minutes, when they play, you know, they'll – I thought you saw that game too. Like, they spoke tight in the rotation, right? So when Tyler wasn't giving it to you, that he got yanked quick. So once you tighten the rotation, you play your defensive guys a little bit more, I think that gets fixed. Duncan was good yesterday. Yeah, very good. Really good. That's all I'm going to say about the defense. I thought Duncan looks really good on defense. <laughs> Is it just – do, do you theorize it's just difficult to sustain that kind of energy level? If you're concentrating more on trying to be a more potent scoring offense that you have to sacrifice a little bit defensively? I think some of it's sad. I think some of it's bad luck too because, like, you know, when you they, – they help from the corners a lot, and that's like kind of the predicator the, – because their guards don't stay in front of everybody. And I think – Part of their offense getting better is they're playing a lot more Kendrick Nunn. Mm-hmm. Part of their defense getting worse is they're playing a lot more Kendrick Nunn. And that's fine because I think he just generally competes a lot better, which he makes plays for them that he just never did before. There was a there was a possession that the Celtics were in transition, and he made a great rotation in front. He forced the pass, and they saved the possession. I mean, that was a layup. And he's doing that a little bit more. I do think his, his pick-and-roll defense and his on-ball defense – it's just still not good. I mean, he's just getting absolutely torched, by, especially by bigger guys. Yeah. Can't really get a contest, even though I think he does a decent job of staying in front of guys, but, like, he just can't really put up a realistic contest because he's small. Uh, but their offense has helped, and I, I just think, you know, Goron has looked a little bit peppier, so if they cut a little bit of Nunn's minutes and they give a little bit of a bigger diet to Goron, um, you know, you, you there are ways to fix this. I think, you know, I don't think deadman has been great defensively as well. I think he's been good enough to survive. But I think when you cut Deadman's limits a little bit, you kind of play a little more Bam. Fewer minutes without Jimmy and Bam. I kind of think that that works itself out. 
couple things to get into chat before we change gears. Alf is making fun of me, calling me fat. He says, we can all see your greasy neck, G. He says, G thinks if, we, if he doesn't look at the camera, uh, we can't tell how fat he is. Uh, this is a hostile Alf. work environment. I won't be yeah, privy to uh, this. Alf, uh, Ace10195 says, Ramil looks like, quote, the one who knocks. He is in the danger. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Alf says Ramil looks like he's about to ask a game to ask if anyone wants to play a game. <laughs> Shout out to Saw. Uh, Cartelina says Ramil says I'm in charge with his eyes. <laughs> yeah, chat's going off. Chat, chat's, <laughs> chat's popping off today. Um, heat expert says I dare any of you to disagree with Mr. Ramil. <laughs> Chat ruined it for everybody. He's uh, gone. He's yeah, gone. Uh, Short-lived appearance. I'm quitting. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so that yeah, man, that game. I they, so Jalen Brown is out for the season with a wrist injury. He's having wrist surgery. Um, can, can I get? Just, can I just say something about that? Like everybody's like, oh man, I totally want to beat Boston at their best. It's like, are you serious? I mean, what kind of Heat fan wants to beat Boston at their best? Who gives a fuck? Like you lost in the finals, <laughs> missing two of your starters. You know, everybody Whoa. takes advantage of injuries, right? I mean, it, I think because it's the guy. I think because it's Jalen, and I think Jalen's yes, really liked. Sure, he's cool, and you feel bad because it's Jalen. Sure. I think if it was a different guy. I mean, obviously, like, everybody always has to be like, oh, F this season. This season sucks whenever anything bad happens to a player. Right. Like, that's, like, the default, like, reaction. Even if it has nothing to do with the season, like, somebody, you know, whatever. Uh, but I think yeah. with Jalen specifically, it's like, you know, I think fans, especially because of, like, everything he did with social justice. No doubt. He was really, like, a face of that movement. So, like, I know people like myself have really gotten an affinity to him. And you're just like, damn, I, I wish it wasn't. Damn, like, really him? Damn, he's, he's also great. super cool. And I totally agree with David on like, just conceptually, I don't want to beat anybody at their best. If, if they can just play none of their starters, I'll take the win. Like, yeah. they, the Heat, they the heat would those, lose. Look you know? at the Clippers game. But the thing about the Celtics specifically, every game, let's go. The thing about the Celtics I do think that separates them is like, I do think it's an incredibly fun matchup that I do, that Eastern Conference final series was super fun to me. And I would love to watch that year after year whether in the semifinals or Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously, as a Heat fan, um, I'll take the win. Like, I'll take an easier road to um, to the Eastern Conference Finals. But, like, as a basketball fan, I did really like Bam versus Tatum. I liked – I really liked Jalen Brown's game. Like, there's that level to it. But if you're a Heat fan and you're saying, I want to beat them at their best, get your head out of your ass. Like, what are you talking about? We're not at our best. We weren't so. at our best, like Ramil said, and they called us bubble frauds. So, right. fuck them. Exactly. And Oladipo didn't play last game. Oladipo I mean, like, hasn't played all season for the Heat. Like, this is really <laughs> yeah. good. This is an Yeah, but they traded, they traded rotation players that would be playing, right? Like, Olenek is not here because of that. Like the, So, like, they lost players that were helping them that were good, that were, like, really like some of their better players this season and he's not here. So like when I say, yeah, I kind of get that Oladipo hasn't really played. So it's like, Oh, how much of a loss is it? Well, I mean, it's like they did lose a starter cause they traded a starter, a guy who legit played a lot of minutes for them. Who's not here, who certainly would help them. Like he certainly would help them. Uh, he would be playing still cause he's a good player. He'd be their uh, best scorer right now. I you mean, know? just the way he's playing in Houston. I mean, <laughs> damn. Uh, shout out to Twisted Tapioca for the gifted tier one sub to Philly Heat. Philly Heat's in front of the show. Shout out to Philly Heat. Shout out to Alf who gifted a tier one sub Friend to the community. The well, yeah, thanks Alf for donating <laughs> to yourself. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, like it, 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 it's weird, but so if they win on Tuesday, they guarantee at least sixth place, right. right? Because there's three games left. Boston would be down three games without the tiebreaker. So even if the Heat lose out and the Celtics win out, they would tie and the Heat have the tiebreaker. So with a win, they guarantee six. Now Atlanta right now is playing Washington without Bradley Beal. I believe it's either a close game or they're down. down they're down four. So that's going to be something that we obviously as Heat fans have to keep an eye on. The Hawks are tied with the Heat right now. If there is a three-way tie between the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Heat, the Hawks would go on top, the Heat second, and the Knicks third. That is also something to keep in mind because there is a, there is a likely scenario where they all tie. That could very well happen. Uh, the Hawks have the tiebreaker over the Heat, which is why that loss without Trey Young really, really stings. And the Heat lost their game without Jimmy, and the Hawks won their game without Trey Young. So that that's that's going to bite them in the butt. I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome that. I mean, the Hawks would have to lose two games, and the Heat would have to win out. So I think realistically, the Heat probably finish at best five unless they get a miracle. And they, 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 Atlanta just completely wets the bed, like, uh, like an all-time collapse. Um, if the Heat tie the Knicks, obviously the Heat are going to have that tiebreaker. So then the Knicks, you know, they won a big game against the Clippers. Uh, they have, they play the Lakers uh, this week. Pandemic P, the rat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he was miserable. He yeah, he's screwing us over still. I can't believe it. Like, the, the it's, Pacers' allegiance is run deep, apparently. But it's It's the worst. So that's kind of like a little update on on kind of the standings and what's going on with the Heat. I don't know if you guys. I wanted to move on to like kind of what I really wanted to talk about today, which was more like Jimmy, defensive player of the year stuff. But do you guys have anything to add? Oh, I was just about, curious. Do you have a preferred matchup of that four, five, six group right now? Like as far as the first round is concerned, I think the Knicks. Right, and narrative perspective, or just from a, a sheer win loss perspective. Oh, from a sheer like, I just like the matchup for them. I don't think the Knicks can score enough against the Heat. Beat them. Randall is a guy that I think for them is easy to guard because they have the kind of length. Because Randall has a quickness or a size advantage against everyone he'll play, right? Except for Bam. Except for Bam. And even, even Jimmy. Play, yeah. Jimmy's really strong. And, and they yeah. and Ariza does a good job on him. They And they send a, they, the Heat send a lot of help. And he's a good passer, but he is not making advanced reads on those passes. So the Knicks have a lot of turnovers against the Heat for that reason. because And, and he's part of it. So I like it just from that perspective. I know that the Knicks have a good defense, but the Knicks also play small guards that can get picked on, and they play a lot of drop. And I think that in general, that's going to bode well for Miami considering all the handoffs that they run. And they can they can very pick apart matchups. And I think I suppose just a better coach than Tibbs. I, I don't think, like the Adla- yeah. I don't like the Atlanta matchup. And we can go around the room here, uh, David. What is there? Do you have a preferred matchup? Probably the Knicks, although I don't want to hear about Derrick Rose getting revenge after 2011 and everything mm-hmm. else like that. So I, that's that's, that's weird, yeah. my, my biggest concern is I don't want to hear any kind of Rose talk during that series. But other than that, I, I, I like Randall as a player and as a person and everything else. And I mean, I like the idea of renewing a, a Knicks heat rivalry, but I, I that was my preferred one. Um, Atlanta, I, I, yeah, I think it's yeah. Atlanta, I think would be troubling for Miami. I, I just their ability to, to shoot as well as they do. and. The kind of variety of athletes, the pace at which they played does not bode well for the Heat. So all those things are concerning. Frankie? Uh, Knicks. Uh, <clears throat> the Knicks shot against the Heat is relying heavily on Derrick Rose to play heavy minutes uh, because the, other, <clears throat> the Heat blitzed the hell out of Alfred Payton 
and uh, uh, RJ Barrett and cause so many turnovers. And when Rose could, uh, gets on the court, they could actually skip past to the weak side and get good looks. Other than that, they're relying on Emmanuel quickly and, and uh, those other guys, and they're not good enough to make reads and, and those kind of plays at this level at this point in their careers. Um, and I, I, like you said about Bam against uh, Julius, I think that's a great matchup for Miami. Miami will take that all day. Um, and Atlanta, I, I think they're you know Miami will have the experience obviously, but they're there. That's going to be a, a really tough series for Miami. Just the it won't be fun, and it'll be on it'll NBA be TV. So it'll be very unfun. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna all have to watch the game on our phone or on on illegal illegally because nobody has NBA TV. So I don't want to watch that series. Give me the Knicks. I'm watching the, the Knicks. Wizards game on NBA TV right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have NBA TV. What are you talking about, Frankie? That uh, Jack money. I don't have NBA TV. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with everybody. I think both narratively and from a pure wins and loss perspective, like the Knicks are vastly preferable. Like, yeah, everybody said it. They can put Randall in a locker. I love Randall, but yeah, you have Bam, and that negates any advantage that Randall has. The the regular season has shown that story. Like, Randall does not play well against the Heat. The Knicks do not play well against the Heat. There's a reason why they have that tiebreaker and they don't against Atlanta. I do think Atlanta. I I say, I'm pretty confident that the Heat could will beat um, either team if relatively healthy. But I do think Atlanta is a really annoying matchup. I don't like watching Trey Young play. Um, and then I do think Capella gives Bam problems. I don't like that matchup for Bam. I think that it. I think I'm just imagining what the timeline will look like. My my Twitter feed will look like when Capella is just bodying Bam. Just out muscling him for rebounds. No, you're it's totally. Gonna be, it, it's going to be Bam switching onto Trey, and then Capella getting offensive board after offensive board after offensive yeah. board because none of the guards can stay in front of Trey. And it will be like I think I would pick like Heat in five or six, depending on Depot's availability and like depending on what we see from Hero the rest of the season and like obviously Goron self. But like it would be a very unfun series, like you said. Nobody would care about it. Heat Knicks is very fun. The Knicks are fun this year. Like, I like. Eh, slow down I think fun. this is. I, I think, think Atlanta's is way more fun. Knicks. I don't like the Knicks being horribly bad. I don't think it's that much fun. I think it's more fun when they're kind of mediocre, and then they're like first round outs because then there's some Atlanta. Hype them. Atlanta would be a better like series. Like the basketball would be a lot better. Like those Nick Heat games are not going to be fun to watch. I don't think Knicks Heat would. I think Knicks Heat would be a shorter series. It would I be think, a shorter series. I, I think, think it's four or five. Heat could go six. I, and and it'd be I mean, that's a good team. I mean, I think that they're good. They have a lot of options. They have a lot of scoring threats. They have they're really quick. I saw Tiff in chat saying that they're really athletic and, and that tends to bother Miami. Atlanta's too athletic of a team for the Heat, and that's true. And that's why Collins does a great job. He's he's really quick, really active screener and slipper, uh really springy. That that bothers Miami. They have quick guards. You guys know like, that guys John like, Collins grew up in South Florida? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that, David. I mean, they only mention it every single time. You guys know Ryan Tannehill was a wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two. Man. So annoying. That Atlanta series would. Uh, I, I kind of think if if I had to like say, I think that's how it ends up. I think it ends up Atlanta four, Miami five. Uh, or I, it just makes too much sense for that to happen. So I kind of think that's where we're going. I mean. 
Listen, Miami could also lose on Tuesday and then it <laughs> whole new story. And then the, the Sixers can play all their guys and the Bucks can play all their guys and all of a sudden they're in a so who knows? It's it's well, really that's hard the to question tell. I wanted to ask because there is a chance they end up in the sixth seed. And there's been like a lot of debate about this where I think everybody agrees. I don't agree with this, but I think everybody agrees based on last year that they would rather have the Bucks than any of the top three East teams. So I, I would like I don't think so. love to go around. Oh, the I know. I, I'm not. I, I don't say that. I think I know y'all don't say it, which is why I want to like if y'all could like rank the preferred matchups, because I think it's Sixers are the team I want the most. Broads, yeah. I think the Bucks and Nets are right there. If Harden is healthy, obviously I want the Nets the least. But like mm-hmm. if Harden's not fully healthy, I think the Bucks are scary. I think Drew Holiday changes that team in a way where that's not a favorable matchup for Miami anymore. Yeah, Johnny I'm 100% Cotton just with their you. guy before the season. Got to hate you. Yeah. You did. What you did I say? You said Drew couldn't shoot. He would be a great No, hold on. Wait a second. I, I said on. Drew's spot-up numbers are at the are at the level where it's a little too shaky for me to give up as many assets as Milwaukee did for him. No, you said well, they also didn't they have those assets. And I wrote about it. I wrote about it. Traded for him. I wrote about it before that before they even got moved. I said, listen, I I have questions about his jump shot, especially on a team with already two negative spacers that he would start with. And I I I stand by that. And I think he's able to shoot the way he is because he plays with other positive spacers. Right, I mean, Giannis is the only other non-shooter, but Giannis is on the ball a lot, and Giannis is screening a lot more this season for Milwaukee. So that's not a coincidence. I stand by that. I mean, no, Drew's been amazing. I think Drew Apple makes Jackson. this team the best. I think they're the best team in the East. If they have, I said Drew's the best point guard in in the East right now. People got mm-hmm. mad at me, but I I I, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm curious sure David's opinion on on the top three of the East and how. I'm looking up Gianni's tweet. I am not in on the idea of adding Drew, who isn't a good shooter and compromises 2021 space. Fuck you. Yeah. Stand see, by that. That's fair. I stand by that. I there's nothing. I did not say anything wrong. No. I, I would rank. Him, what about you? I would rank them Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and also Milwaukee as the least favorable matchable for matchup for Miami. I, I do I think agree. the Drew Holiday factor is something Miami can't get past. Like we're, you can't rely on Tyler Hero or Garan Dragic to be able to provide that X factor offense that they're going to desperately need in that series. And if that's the case, then I, I think they're cons- they'll be. I don't know that they'll beat Milwaukee. I, I I would actually said on a recent show that I would say Bucks and six for that one, which I hate to say, but I think that's <laughs> the meme answer. I said that too last year, but why do you want Philly? I, I know why I do, but why do you like that matchup? You just want me to tell uh, everybody that I think Ben Simmons is a fraud again, which I did. Oh, I, 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 I didn't know that's where you were going, but yeah, sure. Right, let's no, go there. No, Nikias no, did that no. on the Ducker spot today. That was fun. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Just totally said I'm out on Ben Simmons. I, I think he said I am. Uh, I'm officially concerned. Good, good. I, I, yeah, so do I. I think uh, relying on those two unproven stars at this stage in their career, and I don't think that they necessarily care enough about their ability to – I think they're more concerned about putting up regular season numbers and talking about defensive player of the year and MVP candidacy and everything else than, rather than actual winning. And so they're not as committed, I would say, as uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are and, and have proven to be over the course of their career. Uh, given all that and the fact that the rest of their supporting cast is better than it was last year, I, I still don't – I mean, I'm not counting on Danny Green saving that series or Seth Curry or, or even, you know, Shake Milton or anything like that. Like, they're fine players, but I think you need your stars to step up, and I don't rely on Embiid or Simmons, especially not Simmons, to provide any kind of advantage for Philadelphia in a series. I so think that's for- – they have the blueprint to beat Philly in that regard. Like, I do believe Embiid is scary. I think if he had played 
the number like as many games as Jokic or even like five less games instead of like 20 plus less games he would probably be the MVP I don't know if that's right but like I think voters would much rather have him than Jokic Um, and he he's been incredible he's gotten a lot better I do still think Jimmy and Bam can get him off the floor like I think Jimmy's an incredible incredible at drawing fouls um, incredible at getting in people's heads also and I think like Embiid is a guy you can get in their head. That's kind of weird, like that's meaningless basketball talk. Like there's no like numbers to that. But I do like believe in that in my heart of hearts. And I just believe once you get Embiid in foul trouble, once you get him off the court, like there's nobody else I'm scared of, right? Like the shooters are good and they're gonna win multiple games be- purely off of their shooting. But yeah, Ben Simmons doesn't scare me at all, like as a Heat fan specifically. So Philly Heat said something funny. Uh, Embiid passes out of double teams like Ja'Cory Harris, Heat in five, which is kind of where I'm at because he he still, and I've said this all year, negative assist to turnover ratio. And to me, Philly has not answered the two questions we have about them. What is Ben Simmons going to do in a half-court set? And when the doubles start coming, and when they're like very planned, deliberate doubles that are schemed for a week for a playoff matchup, you know how is how is Philly gonna how is Joel gonna be able to pass out of that? Because there is, I think Eric Spoelstra is as good as anybody in the league at scheming big guys, uh, partly by 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 trial by fire because of the big three days they didn't have anybody right, so they were fronting, they were fighting, they were doubling, they were sending help from interesting directions. They, they, they trap blitz ball handlers. Like, they do all sorts of things to get the, the, the weird zone that they ran last year. They do lots of things to really get bigs off kilter. And I think generally it works. I know Embiid said on the low post uh, like a month or, two, month or two ago that the Raptors are the ones that, like, make him feel, like, most uncomfortable. And I do think that there's a lot of film that they can replicate because I think Nurse Espo does do a lot of, like, weird stuff that Nurse does as well. So I think that there is a blueprint to stop Philly's two best players that I don't see with the other teams in the conference because there's nothing you could do about Durant. I think trapping against Kyrie, against that Nets team, that that might be a fool's errand. Uh, and the Bucks, you know, I think there's a game plan there, but I think Drew Holiday kind of changes it a little bit because they were able to help off Eric Bledsoe very freely, and that's not the case anymore. And it's not so simple because Giannis is also a screener now that he wasn't really doing before, and I don't really know what Miami does because if you're switching that pick and roll and Giannis is a screener, now you have a small guy in between Giannis and the rim, so you might not want to switch that, which means that you put a guard on Drew Holiday. So there's a lot of things here that Miami have to face that they have to contend with with the Bucks that they didn't have to last year. So Chad's making fun of me because I mentioned the Raptors. I was just saying facts, man. I was just repeating what's that, that Nets, You mentioned with the Nets, there's no stopping Durant. Durant's like the third. I don't, I think Harden's significantly scarier in that series. And I think, honestly, Kyrie kind of scares me as much as Durant. That's an insane take. I understand that. But like. Ooh, I disagree, yeah. I know you I disagree. think Harden, because like we've Harden's seen Harden. better player right now. Like he makes oh, that Durant? team way better than Durant this year for the Nets. He's I more I valuable. think I and like this Fire is a new role for him. Not more valuable. I don't. Know. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think don't, he I makes mean, the team better. If it's just Durant and Kyrie, are you, are you just talking about ability? Or are you talking about an offense too? Because like Durant's like a freaking amazing defender. I would rather face Durant and Kyrie Nets than a Kyrie and Harden Nets. I disagree. That's where I'm at with this. Oh, yeah, I know I'm, you disagree, I'm... and everybody's going to disagree, disagree, but like that's my take right now. 
I, I do think I don't, you have, not yeah, you're going to have Bam switching on to them instead of and leaving yeah. Jeff Green. Give me that all fucking day. This is, Durant is just big that Jeff Green. He's a fucking loser. He doesn't have the heart. <laughs> I know everybody thinks everybody. Durant thinks is, is just Joker. big Jeff Green. Durant you heard it here nothing. on Miami Heat beat. Playoff Harden. Jimmy, Jimmy wow. and Durant's fucking grill. Durant is crumbling to the ground. Jimmy doesn't I have. I mean, I know I don't doubt Jimmy can defend anybody, but like you know, there is a size thing that Durant can just shoot over anybody. There's a that size thing, but I I do think like there are. Durant has been bothered before you're, by much crazy. smaller defenders who cannot reach for him. Like, but bothered Durant, for for Durant. Durant has a much stronger playoff resume than James Harden does. I don't I don't know what you're doing there. The I, resume look, is saying, not the same. Yeah, you know, I get I'm what you're saying. That Harden's right been really now. good. No, I, I let, let let me let me follow you. You're saying that Harden's been really good this year, and Miami doesn't have guys him. who can stay in front of him. And you're talking about because Miami has a ton of wing defenders that they can throw at Durant, but they don't have a prayer against Kyrie and Harden. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, and I think Harden creates a lot more for others than Durant does, and I think that's a problem with a team that cannot defend corner threes. And I just see that as a nightmare. With no, a they do defend. Offense. No, no, they're they they they. They have the highest contest rate in the league, Miami. With corner three, like, they let yes, guys they, open. They contest the most corner threes in the league. This is not a good offense right now. Right now, the defense. This is one of the worst defenses in the league. And I do believe Harden exposes I'm, I'm them in a way that Durant does not expose them. Because I, with the Harden stuff, you don't have the, the Nets don't have a guy that you fear on the other end of the switch. So if you switch Bam onto Harden, and if Jimmy's your help man. I like your chances, and when the, when the whistle's a little tighter, and and Jimmy Jimmy has been a destroyer of worlds in passing lanes, I I think that that kind of changes the math a little bit. Now I get what you're saying, and Harden's really good, and it's not like they're gonna you know 2012 finals him, but you know they have they have so they have solution not solutions, but they have options against Harden that I just I don't know what they do against Durant. It, it, I just don't. He starts guarding just, him. Ariza, I imagine, right? Starts off on Durant just to avoid on Durant. Yeah, yeah. And then when he picks up three fouls within the first 10 minutes of play, who do you bring in? Precious Achua? I mean, you're counting on him to get first quarter minutes. I mean, they're on a lot Andre. of Andre. I mean, yeah. Well, put Andre on him, I right? I mean, that, that's a big Andre. Teammates. I just don't think they have anybody for Hardy. I don't think they have anybody for Hardy. I think they have bodies for Durant. Obviously, it's a lose lose. Like you're losing they, no matter what. You're losing. The they match. might they might put Jimmy on Durant to start. I mean, honestly, they might do yeah. a reason on Harden and Jimmy on Durant, and then Bam to kind of on 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 whoever whatever on whatever. I don't trust the this team to contain starting. Harden. I trust. I don't either. To I mean, we're not arguing there. I, I mean, they're all bad options. To contain Harden and the playoffs. You're gonna yeah, they're all bad options. So get Harden. Let's get that matchup. So I want to talk a little bit about kind of. Jimmy's defensive season uh, and David I want to start with you because to me it's been one of the more underappreciated stories in the league and I think Bam is getting a lot of the fanfare and he deserves it because Bam is absolutely incredible but I've felt this way for a while and I kind of tweeted it for the first time today I think Jimmy has been flat out better than Bam this season and I think Jimmy has flat out been the best wing defender this season he is having what I remember that season that Kawhi had where you literally could not dribble around him because he was taking that shit from you. Jimmy has that, but in terms of like, you can't pass the ball anywhere near him because he's getting a hand on it. He has been that like destructive, breaking up any actions. He's been great in the nail. He's been great helping. He's been great in that corner. And, that, and he's just been everywhere on the floor. 
He does guard like Bam one through five because they're switching him on the centers now. Um, I mean, the film on on him, you know, Jokic defending him, doing a great job, getting in front, fronting, getting steals. Um, did it a cat the other day. You know, got cat cat got stuck on cat on a switch. You know, cat was posting him up. You know, kind of in, inside the free throw line. Jimmy sealed him. Did a great job. Contested, forced a turnover. And, and that's just par for the course for him. Like he's just been outrageously good, David. And I don't know of a better. I mean, I know Ben's been great. I mean, Jimmy has been otherworldly, and their defense looks way worse when Jimmy's not there than when Bam sits. And I, it's it's just been weird. Like, I think Jimmy's just been better. Am I crazy? I, I don't know if crazy is the right term. I, I, I personally disagree with you, and I, I think the margin between both is pretty slim, though, so you could make a strong case for either. I, I just feel like Jimmy's better at being able – to provide those kind of steals and broken up passes because of the initial line of defense. Usually when it's some like somebody being guarded by Bam who has, is forced into a contested pass or an off-balance pass that Jimmy is expertly able to read. Like, I mean, his ability to see where the pass is going, to interpret the timing of it is, I think, better than any player in Heat history, to be honest with you. I, I don't I mean, I, okay. I guess up there with Dwayne Wade, but I mean, other than that, uh, he's right up there. So I, I don't know. It, it's a It's a tough decision i don't i don't know if you have to make that one i mean if we were being coached by doc rivers you'd say both of them were defensive player of the year candidates right um something that they heat i don't think say, either will win i i, I don't no. i don't even you mean you in know. philadelphia or miami you mean no like i, I like miami like i don't think no. either of those guys no, they have I, to be I, I think What's it's gonna be gobert with with probably ben second um and I don't i don't even know who who would get third place i mean that's, i think it's gonna be bam i think bam's gonna be third no, I don't think so. I, I, I don't still think, think so. I think we're overestimating the way national media and beat guys in particular that cover, you know, Utah and Portland and everything else. They don't see Bam as much. You know, the same the same lack of you know people in Miami might not know too much about Jokic other than the national narratives that are currently being talked about. But aside from that, they don't see them as much because they're West Coast teams that don't get to the same kind of publicity here in the East Coast. So I, I don't think guys that cover those teams have the same respect for what bam does on a nightly basis like jimmy's the bigger name if anything it'll be taylor horton tucker that sorry (laughs) of course sorry bam's gonna get it's not like some third place votes i think he'll get some third place votes i don't know if he'll get third so i think he'll get some first place votes i I think think he'll get some first i think there will be some people tim reynolds he'll be in there tim tim reynolds uh you know just Overlying. There will be some nerds in there though. Like I, I think there are like nerds who really like are fighting for damn getting national recognition. No nerds like Jimmy. That's the thing. Like the nerds, the analytic people, the film people, they like Jimmy, and I think that they've uh, the the weird analytical numbers all favor Jimmy. Um, like he that that's why I feel like it's kind of split. I think Embiid might get some love too because their yes. defense is second. And and he's obviously the anchor, but I mean I think Simmons probably takes a li- a little bit away from and that. Giannis, I mean Giannis will get some. Giannis, Giannis. Yeah. deserve it. But their defense isn't good enough. Like they're like fifteenth or something. Their defense has slipped this season. Part of it has been them implementing new schemes. But uh, what? So that, what? Um. Like what Raymond is the sample of Jimmy without Bam? Like there's very slim sample because Bam's playing. Bam's missed very few games, and Jimmy's missed a lot more games. Like I can tell. You I do think right that now. like I'll pull it up. I think it is slim. I think it's also kind of like a meaningless discussion because they play different positions. They they do different things on defense. Like, I think they, they do pretty similar things now, though. Okay, so I, I have that answer for you. And like whatever, but I do think like within the scheme, like if they were on different teams, they could do a lot of the same stuff. But I do think yeah. like 
Kimmy is doing I, stuff that's purely a consequence of what is what Bam's doing, like yeah. David said. So, and like Bam without Jimmy, symbiotic. So Bam without Jimmy, nine hundred and eighty-seven minutes, one fourteen defensive rating. Jimmy without Bam, six hundred and forty-four minutes, one hundred seven defensive rating. Jimmy and Bam together, one thousand fifty-four minutes, one hundred nine defensive rating. So the best of that is Jimmy without Bam. Now, again, part of that's lineup noise, but I think pretty consistently it's Jimmy. What about like, without Kelly as well? well? But, yeah, but when is okay. when is Jimmy in there without Bam, right? So, like, what, is this Deadman or Precious? Like, goddamn. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, wait, Jimmy, wait, wait. No, I think, Jimmy, David, I think David's on the money here, I think. Jimmy, no, Kel- no Kelly, no Bam, 109 defensive rating. Well, I. I Bam, I, no Jimmy, no Kelly, 115 defensive rating. <laughs> At the risk of sounding self-promotional, like I've got Michael Pina on tomorrow's show over at Locked On Heat. And- you and Di- you and Rohan fucking flexing this Michael Pina thing. I, I, you guys, I, I, you Pina's guys been on my bragging. show like seven times, man. I mean, humble brag, David. I, call call out Pina for that tweet. He said Paul Pierce was a better player than Dwayne Wade. Oh, I I, I did not know he actually said that, but I, I kind of rattled a little bit about his his Boston based allegiances. But he wrote that piece a couple of weeks ago about Bam as the best defensive player, but if not necessarily the defensive player of the year. And he makes an argument that a lot of people make offensively in the terms that if you're down, if you know you're 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 supposed to be guarding somebody within the last few seconds of a game, and and, and their offense needs to get a shot off, who would you want defending them? Is it Gobert? Is it Simmons? Or is it Bam? Like you would want Bam out there defensively because of his versatility, because of his ability to guard one through five, almost as good as anybody, like individually. And and the fact that but that's that's not a fair because like defense is not just on the ball. One well, on, neither right? is like, defense an individual sport either. That's the whole thing. Though. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna boil it down to like who's the best individual defender, who would you want in a key matchup at the end of a game where you need a stop? Like it depends. I, I like on a like if you're telling me like who would I rather have on, you know. KD, KD's a perfect example. Like of, of the guys are the top defensive player of the year candidates. Who's the best guy to stay on KD if KD needs to get a bucket to win a game for the Nets? You'd stick Bam on him over Gobert, over Simmons, over Giannis, yeah. maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I I agree. Who I'm is Giannis the player and... that who is the player that you prefer prefer Gobert for? Because like Steph, I'm taking Bam. Even Jokic. Right. Honestly. Right. I, might, no, it Gobert. might only be like Embiid. I don't and even yeah. then, Embiid can attack you from the the perimeter. Gobert's so. had some good games against Jokic, but like there have been games where Jokic and Embiid have just obliterated him. Didn't he? Yeah, didn't he have like forty something? Didn't Jokic have forty something against Gobert? Right as that because kind of like rolling yeah. up. Rudy's a drop defender, right? Like yeah. Rudy's affecting and protecting the rim as a guy in drop. It's not you know when you post him up, he's not going to have the the kind of size advantage. And there's only like two or three matchups in the league where that becomes an issue for them, right? Like, so that, that, and I think, I think it's all the high level matchups that gives them issues, right? So, like who, who are the teams that they're going to face in the playoffs that you can, that you can drop against? Who the jazz? Yeah. Oh, I mean, the Lakers dropped every playoff game last season. Like you can drop plenty. I mean, if you, if you get, I mean, they're going to, they're going to switch a little more, but I think, you know, I think the Warriors you don't want to drop. I think the Lakers you can certainly drop. I think the Clippers you know you you can drop and you will drop. And and against Phoenix you will do the same. I mean, you're not going to switch those. Can you drop like, against they, Phoenix? No, I think so. I mean, against I Phoenix against both I th- of their I think, guys. I, I, th- I think Phoenix can. would I mean, feast on you, right? Chris Paul and and Devin Booker are going to pull up all day and kill them. I mean, I agree with the Clippers. Though. If they're going to yeah. take the, I, I'm sure that Utah will be very content with them taking long twos for seven games. 
with Chris Paul. Uh, Chris oh, Paul is a mid range. I get it. I can put, but I mean, you understand like when you're playing these games, like these are all time great players. Like they're not going to be a perfect option, but like, that's what you do. You can't switch that either. Right. And, and like I, we saw what happened when Miami was switching those pick and rolls with bam on Chris Paul. It's not like that went well for them either. So, I mean, you know, you're, you, you, you can manage and survive. I think Rudy's kind of come up a little higher on the screens, which I think is good for them. Um, I mean, he's going to win defensive player of the year. It's just the, 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 the there's yeah. too much this and he, he probably deserves it. Hawks up five, um, by the way. That's oh damn it. Um so Jimmy is eligible as a guard or as a forward for uh, all defense. And this is this is gonna be the last thing we, we get to. And Bam is forward or a center. So David, yeah. I have four locks for all defense. I have Jimmy and Simmons in the backcourt. Then I have Draymond Green in one of the forward spots. I have Rudy at the center spot. That leaves me with one more spot at forward where I'm deliberating between Bam and Giannis. Because I think Giannis has been really, really good. Um, I, I lean Bam. It makes me feel a little weird that I have two Miami guys, but, you know, it is what it is. I I think those... I think Dre, Rudy... I mean, I think Embiid also has a case as well because Embiid's also eligible as a forward and a center. Which is bullshit. How do you, how do you feel about my list? Am I, am, I, am I being a homer? Like, what do you... No, I, I think you're... I, I, like I said, I, I guess you watch this team more closely than any other. And, and so I think you're just normally going to have your perspective somewhat skewed. Uh, I yeah. just, I, I guess it's hard. It's impossible to watch, you know, 82 times 30 or 72 times 30 this season. And, and so you can't see the nuances, like all the things that we point to and what makes Bam or Jimmy so special is what somebody out in Portland is seeing from, I don't know who else. Well, nobody on that defense anyway, but you know, so <laughs> well, on. So chat's far. hating on Draymond there. Draymond's just like single-handedly making the Warriors like a legit elite defense. Like, See, but that guy is isn't that the interesting as thing, good though? as ever. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. It's like everybody's talking about Steph as an MVP candidate because he puts up 50 points in a game and he's leading the league in scoring and whatnot. And it's like, that's that's why the Warriors are in the hunt, but you kind of tend to overlook what, what Dre does on a daily nightly basis as good as he's ever been on that end it's they're not amazing. gonna let a laker not be on the all defensive team though like but ad I'm, ad hasn't played enough but i'm sorry they they still have the best defense and but they've they had have, the best AD, defense all year and they're AD the lakers hasn't played enough but no, they'll pick AD, somebody like who AD, but who? ad and lebron haven't played enough and those are the only guys that you can point to who else is gonna they're gonna I put think, kyle kuzma i think yeah i think somebody will enough. put i think kyle kuzma well, what will if get you votes. what if you what if you put you know, like say, I don't know, even Lowry wouldn't be like, who's the best defensive guard other than Jimmy or Ben? And can you put like Simmons in as a forward then, right? Or yeah, Holiday Drew. will get votes at guard and then Simmons uh, will get so votes at So the forward. thing that Lowe talked about was Holiday's metrics are bad, even though the eye test passes, but like his metrics are not good. Like, t- like I think teams are, sh- uh, players are shooting 14% above their expected field goal percentage against him, which feels like bad luck. Yeah. But it's a little like he's like worse in the league in that margin. So like there's and, and like the people that are gonna vote are gonna look at a lot of this stuff. Drew Holiday. Okay. But that's Drew's good. I mean, the, with guys like Drew, that he's also guarding the best player on the team, like on the perimeter. That that those not like that's not fair to him. And they're switching more too, and so that's also not fair because sometimes he does get switched on to a bigger guy, and they're yeah. not like experienced. Can we, how to can do we that just yet. argue that the whole decision making process is archaic and should be eliminated, and certainly shouldn't be tied to like player bonuses in any kind of way or, or positions? Or yeah. Yes. Okay, let's just oh. leave it there. I like the positions. Like, well, I, no. I like what they're doing. I think guards, wings, and bigs. I think that's how they should do it. No, I disagree because it's ridiculous for bigs. Like, where Bam is never going to be a first team. I don't know if Bam's ever going to be a first team all defense guy. 
purely because it's such a stacked position and there's only like one of them like I know we I think, it, I think it makes it for fun. Now, I think like, player bonuses being tied to it is stupid. Chat's hating my USB cable. I, I got to change it. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Um, Bam, by the way, this season, uh, when he's on the court, 2,000 minutes, uh, 111 defensive rating, almost 112. Uh, when he's off in 1,200 minutes, uh, 111 defensive rating. So Take essentially the same. All those minutes for two-way guys that Bam has had to play. Because Bam has had to play... No, I, I agree. I agree, There's and that's why it's noisy. Let's see. Get Bam, Gabe Vincent, Max Strews. Okay, let's let's filter this. <laughs> all right, so Bam without all those dudes, uh, 110 defensive, almost 111 defensive rating. So, like, 110.79. It's almost the same. But, yeah, I mean, you pick two of the – two players on a roster full of guys exactly like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> this motherfucker said the two-way guys. I put the two-way no, guys. I'm like, okay, let's – let's, let's, the whole roster, man. They're they're the crunch some numbers. Like, no, I, I listen. I there's a lot of noise in the data. The, the data's not an end all. I just think when it's really close, the data helps to split the hairs, which is why it's tough. And and, and I think he probably deserves it over Giannis. I certainly would put him over Giannis. But I mean, if that's so, my my all defensive team would be Jimmy Simmons, Bam, Draymond, Gobert, and I I think that that is pretty unassailable i think maybe you can have a couple gripes but i don't think anything there is egregious i do think i guess my point is that jimmy's a fucking lock he's now the fact that he's eligible as a guard i'm sorry i think i think you're overestimating the voters i think um probably i don't know i'm saying i don't think he'll make it i'm saying that this is what i think this is like for me I do think that it helps that like guys like zach lowe and nikaias you know are kind of writing about this that they're kind of bringing some national attention. I think Coop is really respected. David, you're you're respected. You got you got to write a piece. Okay. Uh, you're, you're big Zipis. time. Yeah, thank you. You got you got to, you got to push this agenda because I, I could do it, but nobody cares about me. I'm a nobody. I'm telling you, Kyle Kuzma, all team first team all defense. No, Jack, hold on. Like bits me. bits aside, like like like, do you really think that they're gonna vote a Laker first? I've not heard anybody think, say that. I think there will be a random Laker who gets a lot of votes purely because. They're the Lakers, and they've been the best defense all season. No, but Even Le- with- like LeBron or AD will get those votes, but I don't think enough people will vote for them that they'll get it. Because of I think those votes are. I think there are going to be votes going to the Lakers. I don't know how it shakes out, but I do not believe that they let Lakers being top. I don't think they let that go unnoticed, unrewarded. If it was another think- team, maybe. But it's the Lakers, and they're the best defense. It's not. I don't even, even close, think but. they get a second team, Jack, because like the second team gets gets tough because whoever doesn't make it between. So then you have Embiid, you have either Giannis or Bam, then you have you know um, you know uh, what Kawhi, Paul George is a really good candidate. Mm-hmm. Like it, it gets really tough, you know. Where you're being you reasonable. Know. What I'm saying is none of those teams. Because it's a ridiculous award anyway, because you're judging something that's necessarily a team thing. Like, so there is no individual on the Lakers, but because this is a ridiculous like decision making process, I would not rule it out to see them just give it to any Laker. Because even though there's not one individual that deserves it, they still have had the best defense consistently OG throughout the season. Yeah, they probably get some votes. They, they won't give it to a Laker, but I'm saying you're right. Get votes like a, yeah, a they'll get votes. Even Alex Caruso will get votes. You know, I think I mean, Caruso. I think Kuzma will get more votes than people think. Like I think Kuzma they, is going to get. They'll, a lot of they're going to cannibalize each other. Like right. there's not going to be a player because I I think probably the one who deserves it is LeBron, who's been 
incredible on defense this year. He's been on the floor for like two games this year, though. But that's that's the thing that like and they're they don't still have good without him. They're still the best defense without him. So it's like I know, but that's you... a, that, it's a scheme thing. Same with AD. Like AD went down and their defense was great. You know what AD I mean? Went so down every time he was on the floor, this <laughs> every Frank play. Vogel, let's give Frank Vogel his flowers, man. Come on. Yeah, Vogel's a great defensive coach. Like known that. His, I, mean, I like AD... I like Vogel. Defense is better when AD's off, right? So like, that, that, yeah, because that's a, the the backup is standing up all the time. LeBron, <laughs> the defense is fucking one hundred six when he plays and one hundred nine when he sits. It's just crazy. I mean, one hundred nine is still a good defense, but like, yeah, one hundred six is like a sample of thirty minutes though. So LeBron's the Lakers have more minutes with LeBron off than on. LeBron has yeah. played in fourteen hundred minutes and he's sat for eighteen hundred minutes. So, um, I mean, it's gonna be interesting. I I, I think this is gonna be the most. I think this and, and all NBA first team is going to be interesting. I think Jimmy also deserves a first team, um, but I, I, that I don't Ooh, think he'll get. That's not I, happening. That's he won't no, get it, but he no deserves way. it. I had him. I had him top five in my MVP ballot too. I think. You, okay, I think that's reasonable. Do you have Jimmy first think, team at guard or or forward? Uh, you I, either way. I haven't like done the list again recently, but I mean, Jimmy Jokic, will not get MVP votes. No, no, he's gonna get MVP votes. He, okay. I don't know he will if not I, be he'll top get. Five. He will not be top. Yeah. No, I don't know if he'll be top five. I mean, there's, there's gonna be Jokic, Jokic Embiid. for sure. Embiid. Um, Embiid, LeBron, Giannis, Giannis. I don't think LeBron's gonna get that many James votes. Oh, LeBron, he's sat, LeBron. He's sat. LeBron's yeah. gonna get we're, votes. LeBron sat more than he, he's gonna get votes, but I don't. So I, I think those are the three: Giannis, Embiid, and, and Jokic. And at that point. I think Jimmy has a legit case. I mean, Nikias was talking today on the Dunker spot that like people are trying to make this Chris Paul thing happen. It's a little ridiculous. I don't, I don't, I don't really think he should be an MVP candidate. But, but he's doing, doing really but they're, they're correcting course though, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. And and I that's think they're so going to do that with LeBron too. It's like, oh, how could he have played seventeen seasons and not and only win MVP four times? Like he's been the best player, arguably. Go Bears, unfortunately, going to get votes. Is it unfortunate? Uh, Gobert, I don't think Gobert should get votes for. But he's MVP. the number one seed right now. They're the number but one seed. They've been really good all year. Like, I, it's not a crime. Votes. Yeah, Steph is gonna get votes. Um, Dame is Luca. Ah, will Luca get votes? I don't know. No, Luca, no. Luca's gonna get votes. No. Dame's gonna get votes. Can, wait, can we talk about that Luca thing where he punched that guy real quick? Wait, what? I know this is not relevant. Colin Sexton. Who did he punch? Yeah. Colin Sexton. Uh, yeah, Colin, Colin Sexton. Sexton. Did yeah, I miss that? Yeah, what yeah, happened? He was ejected on Sunday. I saw that he picked up a technical foul and he's suspended. Yeah, I didn't was, know for what. To me, that is a multi-game suspension. Like that's he ridiculous. looked at him and he punched. Like I, I think that's worse than the Meta World Peace Harden thing. Wait, what? Sexton I didn't react. That was the problem. Like Sexton didn't yeah. seem to care. Like he, like either grazed <laughs> him in a way that you know you shouldn't be talking about. But like it wasn't exactly enough contact for him to really flinch or anything like that. So I, I, I searched on Twitter, Luca punch. And there's a video that I was watching and I realized the caption was Durant and Luca going punch for punch. I go, wait a second. That's not what I want. No, Luca like looks at him. That's my thing. It's like, like he swings down. Uh, Luca said he was trying, uh, he was trying to, to Oh yeah. I, he, he went like low too. And then he pushed him. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. I don't see, I don't think there's plausible deniability there. I don't. I, I think. Don't, I, I think of all these guys. Trying to do. <laughs> I think of all these guys. I think Jimmy has a legit case to be a top five MVP candidate. Like I said, like either four or five, probably closer to five. I think he's been really, really good this season. I don't know if he'll be on the ballot, but he, he, he is my fifth guy. I wanted to put Kawhi 
because Kawhi has been unfucking real, but he has the LeBron thing where he just hasn't played enough. I think Kawhi's played I think the Westbrook will get votes. Huh? Kawhi. I think Westbrook will get some dumb votes. Uh, Jimmy's played more minutes than Kawhi. Westbrook oh, absolutely. Well, they played the same amount of games. Yeah. Not, have they? It's not a mount, but it's not gonna be. I, I I would put Kawhi over Jimmy on my MVP ballot, like like my fake MVP ballot to be those three, then Kawhi, then Jimmy, um, and then like maybe Steph. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's close, but I mean, I I think Jimmy's played well enough to actually be in that conversation. Yeah, I think he's absolutely. I, I do think I would put money on Westbrook getting more votes than Jimmy for MVP. Oh wow! Do you want to do that? I I don't think. No, I, think I don't no have way. money to bet on that. So. I don't. There's no way. <laughs> I. I don't think anybody – I don't really know who's going to give Jimmy an MVP vote. They haven't been good. They've played – they've underperformed. He hasn't been that available, so he has oh, nothing going for him except Randall. for literally yeah, being incredible. Randall, 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 yeah, good point. Randall's going to get yeah, some some votes too. That That's going to piss me off. That's going to piss and, me but off. But I, think I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more votes than Jimmy. No. You're, you're yeah, underestimating no that, that Jimmy's probably not well-liked even amongst media members. Like, we're supposed yeah. to be impartial or whatever. But I I'm, I can tell you that Minnesota and Philadelphia <laughs> media does not like him all that if much. If Jimmy – if Randall gets more votes than Jimmy, I'm going to throw shit, and I'll do it live on Twitch. I will destroy something. I will I will pick an item, and I will fucking destroy it live on Twitch.tv slash MIHP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there Should are some I, uh... large media markets that just do not like Jimmy. So that's Absolutely. like Philly, like there's just nobody's going to vote for him. Minnesota, like you said, I even think like a lot of Boston guys really hate like Jimmy. Like there are like weird pockets that really like do not like Jimmy. And again, they've underperformed. There's no story there other than the fact that like legitimately. But it's not Jimmy's right. fault. All his it's metrics would fault. show. And you're being reasonable that like Jimmy is, I think, a player that probably deserves more MVP votes than a Randall or even a CP3 or like guys like that. But like, as far as the voters go, like what you're looking at is a heat team that vastly underperformed expectations again, not their fault, but like you look, it's hard to reward a guy with MVP votes when they've underperformed that much. I think you're probably right. I just, I, I just hope to God that the voters are not that dumb. I think you I think everything that you've said is absolutely on the nose, and I think you're right, and it's really measured and reasonable. I just man, may, maybe I'm maybe I'm in a vacuum where I'm only yes. listening to certain kinds of basketball yeah. people. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. that's I, what it is. <laughs> but you're right. I, I think you're right that like Jimmy has realistically a case because he's been that good. He's deserving. He just won't get the kind of he just won't get it. Yeah. Like you're, you're, I mean, you're kind of forgetting. And look, man, you've been in locker rooms, so you're forgetting about the frumpled suit ass. Not Tim, but other frumpled suit asses that that go around there covering, you know, Team X, and they just they have to get in and ingratiate themselves to the team, the PR guys, and and they're gonna vote for their guys because that's how they're gonna get that continued access, and and they're gonna do that. They're gonna give votes to people who probably aren't as deserving as Jimmy. I'm gonna say this though: twenty-two points, seven rebounds, seven assists with two steals and that defensive player of the year case that is fucking bonkers with a career high and true shooting percentage but it's all about uh, getting to the line right so i mean it's not if you're if you're a bulk of your offense is free throw shooting and you're not james harden and putting up harden s numbers you're not going to get that kind of consideration yeah i mean but his his, he i mean he's getting to the line he's he's shooting eight, eight free throws a game like his stats are all up from last season He's having the best year of his career. Like, he's legitimately having the best year of his career. It's a career high in every stat except for free throw attempts, which he set last season uh, with 9.1. So, like, he 
He's been incredible. Uh, no, yeah. not points. He's he's had he's had two higher scoring seasons, one in Chicago and then that one in Minnesota. Um, but I mean, he's he's absolutely unreal this season, and what he's doing defensively is just no one cares. That's no true. Cares. Nobody cares because they're bubble fronts. Yeah, they're they're not. Would you say they, they, they showed up empty-handed? Man. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like the, to have gone through everything they did and the difficulties of the Orlando bubble, uh, and then to just come up short. It was like, oh well, they took advantage of a good time, you know, a tough time, and and they were able to to walk away from there. But they walk away with nothing, and this year they've fallen flat, and so there's nothing to show that they were deserving of that Eastern Conference berth. Okay, we'll end we'll end on this because he's expert says I honestly couldn't care less about D point MVP talk. It's stupid. Who cares? I Bam think cares. Bam I, I think for a lot of money if you were. I mean, there, yeah, yeah, the the players care, and I think that you know, for arguing first team and all, I think it's you know not just because like it's important because like there's actually money at stake, but like it's legit, like a celebration of of the players that we cover and watch, and it's fun to talk about who's been really good and who deserves what. Jimmy and I think Butler, a Hall of Fame candidate. One hundred percent. That's not even a question. Is it? it are, yeah, you're, gonna, you're kidding me. You're, I mean, like no, he's, he's going to get in. No, he's not. First of no, all, he's, he's going to get in. Right he's now, absolutely he's not. not. There's no what chance. What are you talking that. about? He has a resume. No, he doesn't. How many, really. many all star They're debating yeah. Chris Bosch. They're debating Chris Bosch. No, he's going to. Bosch is going to get in. You're, the next you're time. Not. This is where I know that you're, you're. This is where I know he's you've been get living in. in your own insular bubble of Heat fan. Okay, five time All Star, three time All NBA, four time All Defense. Who cares? That that that's going to he's going to get in. No rings. And a Finals appearance. No, he's going to get in. He's going to get in. Nope. He's going to get in. Hawks up 15. <laughs> Fuck them. I think he'll get in if he has another like I, run. Like, do you think Lowry – I've had this argument with people. Do you think Lowry's going to get in? Lowry I David, think he deserves it. I, I think Lowry. I think Lowry's like a for-sure Hall of Famer, not a first ballot, but he's like a for-sure. Seven-time so All-Star. Debating. That's seven-time All-Star like, with a finals. Bosch is going to – there's – who's debating? Bosch is 100% going to – Like Hall this, of Fame people. Hall of Fame voters. Don't believe that Chris Bosch is deserving. What are you talking that's, about? And they're trying to tell me that Sean Marion is deserving? That's, I have a different, like, that's a different group. That's a that's different, a different group. group. Look, I'm, I'm all for opening it up to everybody. I think. Like, no, yeah. fuck that. I want both I like Bosch and Marion in there. I'm, yeah. I, I'm yeah. pro Marion. 11 time All Star, one time All NBA. Two that's it. Time. That's it. Look, and I, no. I I went on this recent show called Pot of Fame. Again, I hate to sound self promoting, but it was a fantastic debate about this because like the host breaks it down so well when you're looking at Bosch's individual career and the fact that you can only point to the one on NBA and you look at the forwards during which he played in that same era, who was he better than? You can't make that argument. Like you could look at the breadth of his career and say champion, all-star. 11-time all-star gets I you I love in. Chris Bosch and I'll tell you that, you is he better than Kevin Garnett? Is he better yes. than, is he, be- no, 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 no. Is he better no, than Tim Duncan? Take it back, take it back, take it back. Is he Bosch better than Dirk? Bosch player of all time. That's no. Not. He's not better than that's where that's where you get into that. But kind that, of that's not ground. his. That's not his fault. But that's not the point. That's but how that's the, the criteria yeah. works. Uh, it's if like Bosch played today. He'd probably be like one of the three best forwards in the league. Okay, and if Elgin yeah, Baylor played today, he'd be LeBron James. I mean, that's like everybody forgets Bosch better than Elgin Baylor. Uh, no. I mean, God, don't do that. I do think oh. if Bosch had literally did not get the blood clots when he did, I think yeah. he would be a shoe in because oh, I yeah, think they would have sure. had a deep run. How they many eleven-time All Stars? Don't get in the Hall of Fame None. with two titles. But, the thing but is how many one like, all-time, one All-NBA players yeah. go into the into Hall of Fame? That's the thing. Uh, being All-NBA is hard. Like, well, that's not easy. That's is me. Derrick Rose a Hall of Famer? No. 
MVP? How many MVP winners Absol- don't get in? Absolutely not. Him. He's going to be the first. Absolutely not. And he's I'm not all for team. that, too. Keep his ass I, I agree with you. He shouldn't be, but I do think, like, he has an MVP and people love him. Like, oh, people like, over I, I wanted to see how many All-NBA teams Dwayne made to make a point, Matt. Dwayne was really good. <laughs> Dwayne was really good. I, I, I think he's getting had in. that one more season where he was yeah. playing really well. They were the top of the East, and Goron would have, I think, made him look a lot better. Like, I can't believe I that, that you guys think that Chris Bosh is for sure not getting in the Hall. Chris Nobody Mullins in the no, Hall of no, Fame. No, 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 no. Nobody you're said for sure not. No, yeah, no, you're missing. And the Olympics, the the gold medals are going to weigh in his favor. Like he's one gold getting medal, in. one gold. They're medal. debating it. And that, a one that's bronze all medal. It's no, not a shoe in that he's not getting in, but it's no also college, it's remember it's a basketball Hall of Fame, so no college credentials to his name. Has Ray Allen gotten in yet? Yes, he's inducted this summer with COVID. Yeah. So no no college credentials for Chris Bosh. Did Earl, they already vote for this season? Was Chris Bosh no, available? He's a he's a, he's a, uh, a nominee. He's not uh, elected. This is for next year's enshrinement. The enshrinement next year is will include Chris or not. And I think that's the debate. Ben Wallace isn't in. He's a five time All NBA, four time Deep. I mean Chris Weber's the champion. Chance is not in too. Weber, Weber, yeah, Weber's been a is Bosh better nominee. than Weber? Like yes, Chris Bosh no. is a better player than Chris Weber. But do people think that? No, I think I think I don't think people think that. You know Final why people don't think that? Because Michigan. TNT's little propaganda machine, Charles Barkley, and all these people are just like propagating Chris Webber to the Hall of Fame. The people no. they said that as fact. I, I I'm not sure that Chris should be a Hall of Famer, but whatever. Billups to me is an interesting case. You know, five time All Star, All NBA, two time All. Huh? Like he's a role player. Like he's. A, I don't think he's a glorified I mean, fi- role player. Final final finals MVP, five time All Star. You is know, Andre Iguodala. Is uh, Iguodala? Yeah. Time? No. I think no. he is. I think he no. is. I, I think he's got the I'll international finals MVP. Too. Yeah, but he and he's got gold medals. But what does he have that Bosch? And again, Bosch is my favorite basketball player of all time. But Iguodala led a Sixers team, was really good, an all star, like you know, an all star level player. Had a really good year with the Nuggets. And one all star on, team. One all star team. But Draymond Green a, has a final zero MVP. all NBAs. Draymond. Zero all NBAs. Draymond. Draymond. Draymond's gonna get it. Draymond's in, yeah. See, you've got I, a turnstile for a year. What do you Everybody mean I got a turnstile? Draymond's a multi. In. Draymond's a multi-time all-star, a multi-time champion, a what two, three-time defensive player of the year, oh, so and he's so made all Robert, NBAs. Robert Horry is a uh, multi-time champion. Come on, man, John Sally. No, but it, I'm, but I'm saying it's the multi-time champion. It's the multi-time all-star. It's yeah, yeah. the All NBA, and it's the multiple defensive player of the year. Who averages now, what eleven that, points per game? That, that doesn't matter. I yes, mean, it does. Just, I think the defensive players of the year. It does we'll, we'll get him in. He's like literally like probably the best defender who ever lived. Like, <laughs> no, no. Yes, Fe- yes, Fez. I did say that Bosch is better than Elgin Baylor. I have the fucking guts. What about I'm you? I'm sorry, guys? that's that's ridiculous. No, you've like, never no. seen Elgin Baylor. I, I don't think you even know how, who Elgin Baylor is. I'd say I you don't not. know how to spell him, but that's for sure you don't know how to spell. Him. <laughs> I have no idea how to spell Elgin Baylor. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. 
Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 